Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we're talking with Lauren Breedlove. Lauren is a freelance writer, travel photographer, and the girl behind girlwanderlist.com. Lauren writes and contributes photography for publications like Travel and Leisure, Afar, Thrillist, Matador Network, Road Trippers, Travel Pulse, and many more. She's traveled to more than 40 countries where you can usually find her getting up for sunrise, embarking on outdoor exploits, attending quirky festivals, and wandering streets with her camera in hand. Hi, Lauren. I'm excited to talk with you today. Hey, Angela. I'm excited to chat too. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I hear you have a little bit of jet lag. You just got back from Africa? Yeah, just slightly jet lagged, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> What'd you do? I actually went to Botswana and had I went on my first safari. So I just oh. basically took photos for nine days straight. <laughs> oh, what was the most amazing thing you saw? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm obsessed with giraffes. So I would say probably the mom and baby giraffe were a highlight, but pretty much like every day was just amazing wildlife viewing. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) So, you know, I was looking through your LinkedIn profile and I saw you started your career as a preschool teacher. (laughs) So being a writer wasn't always your goal. Yeah. I mean, actually teaching was never really my goal, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it was more of a backup. I was a dual major. Um, I did theater and elementary education, and then I moved okay. to the city after college to pursue the whole acting thing. Oh, I got it. So you were doing that while you were going into acting. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So how did you go from that to travel writing? Well, long story <laughs> short, um, I did both the acting and teaching for a handful of years. And while I was doing that, I was taking some writing classes, you know, in the evenings and doing photography just for fun as like a creative outlet. And then I ended up spending a summer teaching in Italy, um, in mm. Tony. And then after that kind of just completely decided to pivot and change careers. I just felt like I really just wanted to do something I was passionate about. So yeah. I started just figuring out the whole freelancing thing and, and trying to break into the writing and photography world. Wow. And since then, you've traveled to more than 40 countries where you've done everything from fishing with your hands in Greenland to herding sheep in Switzerland, eating your way through Slovenia, hiking with goats in Austria, and co-working in Bali, just to name a few. What have been some of your favorite adventures? Yeah, I've definitely had some wild adventures. <laughs> um, I guess, geez, there's so many, but hot air ballooning in Cappadocia, Turkey was definitely uh, an adventure, especially because I'm afraid of heights. Okay. Uh, and then I've been dog sledding in Alaska, swimming with the pigs in the Bahamas, um, road tripping New Zealand, float plane camping in the Adirondacks. A little hiking in the Faroe Islands. And then obviously most recently I just went on my first African safari. How many, so how many years has this been since you started the travel writing? Um, I guess it's been like seven and a half years now. Okay. Okay. And how have you done it all? I mean, do you, are you usually on hosted trips? Yeah, they're usually hosted, but if there's a destination that I'm particularly interested in going, I have no problem reaching out and, you know, just seeing if it's a possibility to work together. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. You mentioned that you like to attend quirky festivals. And I know we talked about that a little bit with Peru. What was the most, or what has been the most uh, memorable festival you've been to? Um, you know, now that I think about it, I feel like I need to get to more weird festivals, Okay, (laughs) Uh, but definitely the lobster festival in Maine was a really fun one. I actually even got to be in the parade randomly. Really? (laughs) Yeah. How did that happen? Well, I might've emailed them (laughs) (laughs) sort of my whole, um, blog list, which I know we're probably going to chat about later, but, um, so yeah, it was part of, part of checking off that list. And then I've just also been to a, a cream cheese festival and closer to home, there's um, a festival called, called the Woodsman's Field Days, which is basically just a big lumberjack competition, which is super fun. Okay. And you're in the New York area, right? Yep. I'm in upstate New York. Okay. Okay. So how do you prefer to experience a new destination? Um, really the few things that I almost always do are get up to photograph sunrise at least once during the trip. Um, okay. And then I'll do like either a hike or a walk. And then I always try the local beer because Mm. usually that's where you're getting like a glimpse into everyday life and you can interact with locals. And um, I just think it's a good way to kind of get situated in a new place. Yeah, those are great tips for any of us traveling. I love those. (laughs) So how did you break into, you know, you said you started pitching, but how did you break into writing for some of the top travel publications in the industry. I mean, like Travel and Leisure, Afar, Thrillist, Matador Network, you've written for them all. Yeah, well, definitely was not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a lot of like just reading those publications all the time and Mm -hmm. research and just literally pitching, 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 because it, I feel like it's really tricky not to get down on yourself in this industry. It's just, you know, you're dealing with a lot of rejection and competition and, yeah, you know, it, but you just really have to just keep pitching solid ideas. Um, try to think of things that haven't necessarily been done at all, or maybe that way, like add your, your own little twist on it and um, really just read. I think reading is like the yeah. key thing. <laughs> sure. What type of stories are your favorite to write? Like, um, I know you, I know you love random adventures, offbeat destinations and dive bars are some of the yeah. things you've mentioned, but what are your favorite to write? Yeah, I do love all those things. I think it's fun to share about unexpected places and hidden gems. And obviously the more random the adventure, the better in my eyes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I really like writing narrative style guide pieces that are kind of like mix up the firsthand experience um, and a story with actionable information for the reader so that they can plan a similar adventure. And then I also just really, really enjoy doing photo essays because I think visual pieces can be, you know, really powerful in storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably really helpful with the publications that you're a photographer as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely gives me a little bit of a leg up to be able to provide, you know, original imagery as well as the the text. So, Yeah. yeah. How do you typically find your stories? Oh, I don't know that there's (laughs) not a typical reason (laughs) to how (laughs) I find my stories. Um, You know, I think everybody has their method, but typically I think it's smart to kind of explore and discover your angle when you're in the destination and and really immersed in it. I like to see just kind of what strikes me while I'm there. Um, You know, usually it'll be based on like a random conversation or or something that I just didn't really expect. Like um, there was this one time I was on a a weekend road trip just for fun in in my home state of New York. And I passed by this really small town called Roscoe and their sign 
says Trout Town, USA. It's the fly fishing capital of the country. And I was okay. just like, what? I need to know about this. What is this? <laughs> right. So then, you know, I did some research and got things organized. A couple months later, I'm fly fishing in the river there with a professional guide and writing a guide to visiting. And I think it was probably one of my all-time favorite pieces. Uh, what was that? And who was that for? Uh, that was for Thrillist. Okay, great. We'll have to link to it in our <laughs> show notes for sure. And, you know, you mentioned that, or we talked a little bit about that you're not only a writer, but you are also a travel photographer and that your work has been featured in various gallery shows in both print and digital magazines. And you even won an editor's award in National Geographic's Travel Photographer of the Year contest for your photo, Lady Havana. Describe that to us. What happened? Yeah, um, I would say photography is pretty much just as big as the writing aspect for me. Um, Okay. Like I had always enjoyed taking photos, but Lady Havana was definitely the jumping off point for that part of my career. Um, I was in Cuba for a long weekend trip with my cousin and some friends and we're doing this walking tour of old Havana. And I saw this woman, Lady Havana, who I, I okay. gave that name randomly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's sitting in front of a building with this bright yellow background. And I just, it's, it totally struck me and I wanted to take her portrait, but I was nervous about approaching her and I also didn't have any change to offer her. So my friend encouraged me and she's like, just take, you know, take this change, ask her, you you have to do it. And so I did. And she agreed to take the photo and posed with a cigar. And then a few months later, I had posted it in the Your Shot community on National Geographic. Um, Okay and submitted it to the contest and I think it was literally the next day it had pretty much gone viral and it ended up winning the editor's award you mentioned and it was shortlisted for the contest and then it was just like on their homepage and their twitter it's published in Nikon magazine I just it blew my mind like I couldn't believe it (laughs) wow that's amazing so we can find it on their website to share right Yep. if you google Lady Havana National Geographic she's on there oh that's wonderful and you are also the founder of girlwonderlist.com. How did that come about? Um, yeah, it was pretty much um, came from when I realized I wanted to change careers. I knew I needed some sort of published, you know, portfolio to right. be able to kick off my career. Um, so I came up with this idea to travel all over while checking off 32 random things in a list. Mm. So I did it. I started it when I turned 31 and I had to finish when before my 32nd birthday. So okay. one year, and then I was writing the stories of kind of what happened when I attempted to check all of them off. And then from then it just kind of led to doing listicle type pieces, like five cozy cabins in upstate New York and stuff like that. I just think yeah. that they're easy to read and easy to plan from. So it drives traffic to the blog. Yes. And they are so popular in all, you know, travel outlets too. Yeah. It's just something that people, like you said, people enjoy to look at and read. Were the 32 things specific to where they would happen or just things you were going to do? Nope. They were totally open. So okay. uh, one of them was hold a baby goat, which really <laughs> done so many places. And I ended up doing, um, I did a road trip with my mom to Virginia okay, from upstate New York to go to this farm that had advertised that they needed cuddlers for their baby goats. And so that was, was, you know, the one random thing for that story. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. And did a lot of those turn into stories for other outlets too? Um, actually no. And I'm ashamed that I'm saying that I'm still (laughs) trying to write the, all of the stories that came from it because I mean, 32 was a lot. And then- 
I, I guess just doing all of the other, you know, regular work kind of took over, but yeah. I, once you're not getting paid for right away, yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So did you add to the list or that's kind of been the, the one thing that year and you'll continue to write some of those? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I think <laughs> I yeah. still need to catch up on those, but I still have that, that adventurous spirit to do random, random things like that and just see what comes of it. <laughs> I love that. So I have to ask about working with PR professionals, of course, <laughs> you know, what are your relationships like with PR and how can we best help you do your job? I mean, I've always really enjoyed working with PR professionals. Um, I particularly love when you guys understand both the client and the writer's end of things. I think that's mm-hmm. super helpful. Um, and I just think it's a great resource to get the information we need for stories, but also to advocate for us when we're on the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've always had a, a really, really great experience. Do you have any pet peeves with PR professionals? Um, I think probably <laughs> the main one that comes to mind is just when I get the PR pitch emails about things that I've literally never written about, nor do I have <laughs> like sure. random pet products or traveling with little kids. Like I don't have, <laughs> <laughs> right. Those are neither things that <laughs> yeah. do you typically travel solo. Um, I think it's a mix. So, you know, on press trips, I love the social aspect of traveling with other writers. Um, but I also do a lot of individual or solar trips. And then, um, you know, sometimes with friends or my boyfriend and, um, I, I personally have no problem traveling solo, but I think it just enhances the experience if you're with, you know, people that you enjoy traveling with. Yeah. You know, I find a mix of writers liking the press trips together with others and liking ones where they're out on their own. Like, I feel like there's such a divide. <laughs> I don't know, you know, which, yeah. you, which one you prefer, because a lot of times as long, I, I feel like as long as it's a structured one, you know, if you're with others, but you can kind of go and do what's your passion and what you're thinking of maybe, um, is that kind of what you prefer? Yeah, I think I like a mix of both, but I think that it totally depends on the destination and kind of the story I'm hoping to get, because a lot of times like the group press trips are um, pretty nonstop, which is yeah. great. You're doing a lot of things, but it also leaves not a lot of free time to, you know, go out and do photography things or, you know, embellish yes. an angle that you might have come up with. So right, right. Um, yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both for sure. So you mentioned Africa. What else are you currently working on or planning for the near future? Well, once I'm done sorting through the millions of photos I took. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> So I'm actually going on vacation in a week, like a real vacation where I don't plan on working at all. And I'm oh. not sure if I know how to do that. <laughs> right. So it's been almost 10 years, actually. So oh. pretty excited about that. Um, and, and where are you going? Uh, so we're actually going to Croatia and Slovenia. Wow. So okay. We'll do a little coast, coastal exploration and then some hiking in Slovenia. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I bet you don't even know how to not work. I mean, that's one thing with travel writers. It seems like such an amazing career and, you know, many people are, are jealous of it, that sort of thing. But it's also work. I mean, you are in these amazing places, but you are constantly thinking of what you can, what the next photo is, what you're going to write about, interviewing yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to turn that off. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my job. So right. You're not going to complain, right? <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, a couple of fun facts I found about you that um, you mentioned you have a black belt in Taekwondo, 
which is amazing. <laughs> and that you thrive on grilled cheese. I need to know a little bit more about that. Is there a story there? I mean, who doesn't love cheese, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'll pretty much never say no to a good grilled cheese. I it's a staple food in my diet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like the artisan ones that are have, you know, brie or apples or or do you I like mean, the traditional? I love both, but I definitely gravitate towards like just that classic diner grilled cheese that is like okay. white bread with American cheese. I know that's <laughs> right. so ridiculous, but I don't, there's just something comforting about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Taekwondo. Um, I actually got a black belt when I was 12. I had oh, been wow. lessons for four years and my parents wouldn't let me quit until I got my black belt. Okay. So looking back, I think it was obviously a good lesson and it's obvious. It's also <laughs> a popular talking point or conversation starter. Yes. Do you still remember everything? Could you, <laughs> I, mean, I guess I could probably pull out a roundhouse kick, but that's, about it. <laughs> that's great. That might come. I mean, hopefully it doesn't come in handy in your travels, no. but fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Right. You also mentioned, you know, the dive bars. Are there any best ones we should, you know, make sure to hit in our next travels that come to mind? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so if you're ever in Homer, Alaska, I would say head to Salty Dog. Um, and then okay. it's, it's definitely an iconic bar. I wrote about it for Thrillist as well. Okay. Um, and then the Dirty Dove in Portland, Maine is kind of a newer, um, and it's marketed as a caviar dive bar. So what? And that's how I'm going to leave it. Like, I think you just have to go to understand. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> so how can guests connect with you online? I would say definitely Instagram is probably the best all around way. Um, my handle is girl wander list, like wander lust, but list at the end. Um, and then obviously you can pop over to my website, which is just girlwanderlist.com and head to the published page to read some of my work. Great. We can't wait to continue to follow all your adventures. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time. Bye.